Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Alrighty, my motivational quote today is by Lyndon Tyler, and it says, Invest in your skin. It is going to represent you for a very long time. Hmm. Isn't that the truth? So what does your skincare, what does skincare health and typical beauty treatment regimens all have in common? The answer is a little bit disturbing, at least from my perspective. A few weeks ago, I had a guest on and we discussed this very topic of how personal care product safety for various skincare products that we use not only on our kids but on ourselves have not been evaluated or even regulated from a safety uh, standard perspective since 1938. So that clearly got my attention. I'd like to welcome back uh, my good friend Karen Farrow. She's the director at Beauty Counter and she's back on the show. And after the last show, uh, she and I chatted a bit more. And I really felt compelled to invite her back on because there were several things that Karen had said, again, after the show that had resonated with me. We continued the conversation and I was given the distinct impression that we really had only scratched the surface of personal uh, care or personal safety. Uh, care awareness. So please help me welcome my good friend Karen Farrow. So Karen, thank you so much for being on the show again. Hi, Connie. Thank you so much for having me on your show again. Yeah, you know, after we we stopped recording and you and I chatted, you know, we chatted a little bit more. And the three things, I just want to do a quick refresher for everybody. Um, we did talk about it during the show, but you and I kind of drilled in a little bit more. The few things that I found I guess hard to fathom was, and I'm going to read my notes here for this, guys. It's the U.S. has not passed a major federal law governing the beauty industry since 1938, and that the European unions have banned over 1,400 ingredients from their personal care products, while the U.S., we've only banned 30. So that was a little disturbing. The second fact, um, or factoid that you gave me, there is little to no regulation in the personal care industry currently. And the last one was even small doses of exposure to these chemicals, and you had listed them in the last show. So, guys, I do highly recommend you go back and listen to that one. Again, another wealth of information. But small doses of exposure to those chemicals can have detrimental effects on our health. So, again, this is kind of mind-blowing. So the first thing, again, to just do a little recap for people, briefly explain what Beauty Counter wants consumers to know and the importance of it. Absolutely. Uh, Beauty Counter wants to educate consumers and let them know that there is little to no regulation when it comes to the ingredients in their personal care products. There have been over 85,000 chemicals introduced into commerce since World War II, with more being introduced every single day. Mm -hmm. And under 2% of those chemicals have been tested for safety on human health. There's absolutely no safety data on them whatsoever. And these chemicals and toxins are present in the ingredients in our personal care products. And these ingredients are connected to 
cancers, hormone disruption, skin irritations, and, and many other maladies. And we want consumers to know what's in their products and not to place blind trust in labels that say things like natural or organic, because terms like safe and natural, organic, they've, they haven't been regulated by the FDA, and there's no agreed-upon definition in the cosmetics industry. So has Beauty Counter done a lot of research or found a lot of research about how these chemicals act or react in, our, in the human body? Are there a bunch of stats on that? No. There, there's, well, we do our testing and we do, um, you know, this is something that we are trying to advocate. We're trying, we want there to be more health protective laws out there. We not only want screening of ingredients, we want the government to um, test and retest ingredients, not only in isolation, but also how these ingredients are interacting with other ingredients. So sometimes you get two chemicals placed into a product and then they react off each other and then they become exponentially more dangerous in that particular product. And that's something that they have, again, no safety data on whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Neglected. And your chemists in the lab for Beauty Counter are well aware of, right, you have experts working on this and doing the proper research to, to make sure that you're using the proper ingredients from a safety perspective. I'm understanding that correctly? Absolutely. We hold ourselves to higher standards. We test and we retest every single ingredient for safety. And I think that's really the most shocking part of, um, you know, when you come to learn the blatant lack of, of regulation with the other, you know, other products on the market and what the government will really allow in other products. So it, that, that's the part. Um, you know, you have a $200 billion industry, and no one is really overseeing it. Huh. Crazy, right? So the yeah, the the, the um, everybody's running amok because no one's watching, right? You got to inspect what you expect. So if no one's inspecting it, they can do whatever the heck they want. So are even small amounts of toxic chemicals in our cosmetics and skincare? Is that is that really a problem? Because it's sometimes it's a little amount. Yes, uh, small amounts add up cumulatively in our bodies and contribute to our, you know, what's called a toxic load. So, you know, as we live every day, you know, in our environment, we have something called, you know, our, our eco footprint. And it's the same thing in our bodies. We have a toxic load. So the average woman uses a dozen personal care products containing approximately 165 chemical ingredients every single day. And men use about six products a day containing 85 chemicals. We absorb, inhale, and ingest many of these chemicals into our body. Uh, in addition, we experience environmental exposures to toxic chemicals through food, air, water, and consumer products. And even tiny amounts of some chemicals used in everyday products can have significant impact, such as, you know, endocrine disruptors, which are chemicals like BPA, parabens, and phthalates that mimic or block hormones can have severe um, health impacts because they mirror and mimic the function of our real hormones and they throw our systems into imbalance. And this chemical exposure can, can really impact our hormonal system and um, at, at far lower doses than they previously suspected. 
You know, and it's interesting. I, I think I, I think it several years ago I had read an article, and I, I don't quote me, but I think it was uh, Victoria's Secret. They had to change their bra sizing because the young ladies' uh, bra sizes were growing, and they contributed it towards the you know antibiotic that and different things that the in our beef and our milk, etc. Um, that it was changing the hormonal growth in these young women. So. You know, I feel like we eat, we're, it's dangerous. We breathe, it's dangerous. We drink, it's dangerous. Right. And now, you know, things that, that, you know, I do buy things that say safe and organic and natural. And that's not a guarantee that, and the list that you had um, given us in the last show, you know, it was it was a little disturbing, I have to tell you. So, and now right. you've mentioned two things. I want to ask what they are because I, I, I don't, I wouldn't be able to define them. You said a paraben and a phthalate? And a phthalate, yes. yes. It's a, a P-H-T-H, so that's, you know, an unusual spelling, but it's pr pronounced a phthalate. Um, but, you know, just real quickly, Connie, going back to something that you just said, that really spoke to me. When you said, you know, here we are with, you know, all these labels, and we really want to trust. You know, we, we want to trust. I think it's in our nature to want to be trustful of our, you know, of, of our government. But, um, you know, most people believe that, it, that the government is making sure that our personal care products are safe. But it, it's really important to mention that, um, that the FDA has, again, no... Um, has no jurisdiction to recall defective or possibly harmful cosmetics. And instead, that particular personal care industry gets to police themselves through a group called the Cosmetic Ingredient Review Panel. So it's the CIR panel. Um, that, that panel is funded and run by the cosmetics industry through its trade association. So the very panel that's in charge of overseeing these companies is in fact comprised of the very heads of the companies that they are in charge of quote unquote regulating. So when you just said, you know, I, I want to buy, you know, I, I want to get organic meat and, and milk, um, I think the bottom line there is we want to trust. We want to know that that label means something. And in this particular case, it truly doesn't. You know, we want to assume that that our um, that our health has been taken into consideration, um, but it's not. And oftentimes, when I do presentations and I share this information, I will have people say, "I can't, I can't believe that." Like they won't believe me. Um, but this is this is the truth. This is a very, very inconvenient truth, which you know we are trying to spread the word about this to really inform um, other people's um, decision making. You know, we're trying to impact people so that they can make better decisions for their families and, and for their children. Yeah, long term. Um, Absolutely. Um, but phthalates and parabens, sorry, I just wanted to go back to you because that what you just said really spoke to me. So I, I wanted to certainly address that. Um, but phthalates and parabens are, are chemicals, you know, that are known hormone disruptors, meaning that they, they alter important hormonal mechanisms in our bodies. So phthalates are plasticizers. They make plastic more pliable. So when you think about your shower curtain, um, it, and it's also a huge component of PVC plastic, which is one of the more toxic plastics. Um, in cosmetics, phthalates are used to make fragrances stick to your skin.
yes. styling products more malleable and nail polish so that it will bend and stick to the curve of your nail. Uh, they are thought to block signaling pathways for hormones like testosterone or androgen and, uh, and have been linked to birth defects. So there are many kinds of phthalates, but since they don't often appear on ingredient labels, and again, the lack of legislation, it can be extremely tricky to avoid. And this is one of the main reasons that, that Beauty Counter is really advocating for full disclosure of ingredients, and that's something that, that isn't currently happening. Um, and parabens are a class of preservatives used in many skincare and makeup products to prevent the growth of bacteria and mold. So the most common parabens that you'll see are methylparaben, isobutylparaben, and propylparaben. And those you will often see. They will be listed um, on labels, so that is something that you can check for. Um, they also mimic estrogen and play a role in triggering cancer and other adverse health effects. Um, it's extremely important to try to avoid ingredients like these. Um, but another tricky part is that oftentimes when companies procure the raw materials that they need to produce their products, the raw materials have already been treated with preservatives and parabens and phthalates. But again, there's no law that says that these companies need to disclose that to the companies that are procuring those materials. They so might not even know what's in them, right, Karen? They might correct. not even know. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So then they can in turn put on their label, no parabens or phthalate free, but there should almost be a little asterisk there that says, well, we didn't add any. We're not sure about the guy who had it before us. Right. So again, this is an area that Beauty Counter is actively trying to regulate because it lends itself um, to deception and really a lack of transparency in um, supply, um, excuse me, supply chain um, procurement. Absolutely. Uh I'll crack it up. They must hate the. What's the owner's name again? The the CEO of Beauty Counter. Greg Greg Renfrew. Absolutely. Yes. She is. They must idiot. hate her. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you, we are a disruptive California brand, and we are making waves like crazy right now. So, um, I, I would imagine there are definitely some people out there who dislike her very much. I. That. And I'm, I'm cracking up a couple of things you said. First of all, they're self-regulated by the executives of right all these cosmetic companies. And so talk it's about true. the fox in the hen house. Right? That's right. <laughs> they really run amok and no one is pulling it back. But the other thing, I, I almost laughed out loud, but I refrained um, when you said the, the phthalates, I, I hope I said that correctly, um, uh -huh. You know, plastics make it more pliable, like your, you know, shower curtain. I'm thinking, put my shower curtain on my face to keep my skin taut. It's like, are you kidding me? It's crazy. I, I know it's crazy. And that new plastic smell, like you can always smell that PVC. Like yeah. when you go to, you know, take out... Um, uh, you know, take out that, that shower curtain from the plastic. It's 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 a very aggressive smell. You know it when you smell it. It's the Absolutely. smell of chemicals. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it does take yeah. a couple of days for it to dissipate. You know, once you hang the shower curtain up, that is just crazy. I have, I have one more question, and then we're going to take a break. Who is most at risk with these adverse effects of the phthalates and the parabens? Well, phthalates and parabens can have really adverse effects on people of all ages. Um, the the most disturbing study that I've read um, was about the examination of umbilical cord blood. Um, 
I mean, babies, you know, talk about our, our most vulnerable population here. Um, the Environmental Working Group recently commissioned five laboratories to examine the umbilical cord blood in babies across varying ethnicities and found traces of more than 232 chemicals in each newborn, including BPA. Um, you know, as I just said, you have the developing fetus is really what I would call our, our most vulnerable population, and they're coming into this world affected and contaminated sometimes. Um, of even greater concern with babies, for instance, is when it was discovered that, you know, the, the ingredients in their products are linked to cancer, such as, you know, formaldehyde, 1,4-dioxane. I mean, these ingredients are in the leading baby shampoos and bath products. And this Ugh. is... You know, as this information is becoming um, more accessible to people, you know, people are aghast and they're shocked. But this has been the case for years. You know, if you take a look at um, a brand like Johnson & Johnson was selling formaldehyde-free versions of their baby products in Europe and other countries because they had to, because there were stricter laws there. So they had an alternative formula. We just got the one, the United States just got the one that had the formaldehyde and the 1,4-dioxane in it because that's what they could, that's what they could distribute in our country. So since then, the good news is, you know, since you know this was becoming more widespread, this information, they have since announced that they would reformulate their products worldwide and remove the ingredients of concern. But you know, truthfully, it shouldn't have to work this way. Companies should be using the safest possible ingredients. Um, in the first place, and the government yeah, once, should be holding them, holding them accountable. Yeah, once you shine the light, right, they can't hide anymore. So that's why I really asked you to come on again, too. Not to be um, a rebel rouser, because that's not what my show is about. My show is about change, and I think this is such an important change that we all have to embrace. So for me, it's always about sharing information that I think is vital and, and health is the cornerstone. I think if you don't have your health, you're really in trouble. Um, this, this information about the umbilical, umbilical cord blood study, that 232 chemicals are found, um, right. it, you know, that makes me sick because, and, and you know, I don't, you're, you're much younger than me, but I remember when I was a kid, you never heard about peanut allergies, food allergies, huh? um, you know, really? all of these different uh, there's a there's a name for everything. I don't remember any of that growing up through school and even through college. And now all of a sudden in the schools they have segregated tables so that the the children with peanuts can, obviously can eat lunch safely. Which I'm glad we're addressing that. But it's just crazy. So you wonder why these kids have so many allergies and and different issues from when they're babies because they're they're being fed chemicals again like you said through through the fetus it's it's really disturbing we need to on that note <laughs> that horrible note let's take a quick break and then when we come back you're i don't know if everybody knows this or remembers from the last show but you're a high school teacher and I'd like to get your point of view or perspective on the perfumes that the guys and the gals wear. And I'm sure as they're seeing their boyfriend in the hall, you know, what are they oh, spraying? Okay. Yeah. So let's, we'll take a quick break and then we'll talk about that. The high school, the high school. All right. Perfect. Awesome. It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. 
It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman can tame that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path, and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. We are back. We are speaking with Carol, Karen Farrow, uh, director of Beauty Counter, a really, uh, my word, holistic approach to skin care uh, for makeup, lotions, uh, baby shampoos, all of that uh, stuff that we're putting on our bodies. So, all right, so you're a high school teacher. Do you cringe when you see some of the products that the students are using? Oh boy, do I, I, I cringe. It, it's, that's not even the right word sometimes when I, I see some of the products that these teenagers are using and I, I swear with some of them I can smell them coming before I, I see them coming. They really love their body sprays, perfumes, lip glosses, bronzers. Um, some spray themselves in class. Um, oh. And I, or, or in the bathroom. Sometimes I will walk in the ladies' room, um, and I, you know, the it will be just this plume of perfume, and to which I will promptly walk out um, because that's not something that that I want to breathe in. And I, and I really, it begs the question: How many times a day are they spraying themselves um, with these products? Um, and teenagers are a highly susceptible demographic when it comes to personal care products. Um, Not too long ago, a UC Berkeley study um, cited that teen girls may be at particular risk um, since it's at a time of rapid reproductive development. And research has suggested that they use more personal care products per day than the average adult woman. So think about that. What we just discussed earlier, if the average adult woman is using 12 to 18 products a day, and is exposed to roughly 168 chemicals daily, you're potentially doubling that for teenage girls. And that's very, very scary for me to even just think of. Yeah, it's true because, you know, I, you do your makeup in the morning, right? You do a little perfume in the morning. I don't put lip gloss on the rest of the day. Whatever I walk out with, I put a little chapstick on maybe. These kids are constantly fixing their makeup, putting on, you know, like you said, the spray, um, the lip gloss, all of that. And, and yeah, you know, I get it, but you're right. They're very volatile because they're going through the hormonal changes, you know, as teenagers. So that's, um, that's scary. Yeah, you poor thing. Is there a no, is there a ban of all, you know, sprays in the building in your in your classroom. <laughs> I there I do actually. It's not you know. It's more of an informal. It's more of a courtesy. And I you know I I do ask students not to spray anything in the room. Just you know more so to be sensitive to some students. Now you know as we were discussing earlier, you have you know our our children's generation living sicker than really any other generation ever has, and you have you know them. 
you know, one in three children are being diagnosed with, you know, autoimmune, autism, yeah. allergies, yeah. Um, or ADHD. Um, but another A that's really becoming quite prevalent is asthma. So I, I often, you know, there is no formal policy on record at the school, but I will say um, out of concern and courtesy for your classmates, some of who may be suffering with asthma, they can have an adverse reaction to the sprays. And I'm actually surprised that the school has not yet developed a policy or has not yet initiated one. Um, that may be my next move. Um, I may you go, Karen. You go, time. girl. <laughs> um, because, you know, people aren't allowed to smoke in public because it's detrimental to other people's health. And sure. I, I kind of have a, have a similar thought process on perfume. Yep. You know, like I, there's... There are some people, even teachers in the building, who are a little heavy-handed with the perfume. Um, and, and I will say one thing. If you are very wedded to your perfume, you know, you, it's your signature scent, and you kind of have an emotional connection to it, just spray your clothing and don't spray your skin. That's, you know, one small step that you can take with your perfume. Because when it's on your skin, it's, it's far more dangerous than if it's just on your clothing. Really? So that is the one, yes, that's the one does thing that stain? I think. Does it stain clothing, typically, perfume? I, I don't believe so. I, okay. I, I don't believe, I don't, I haven't worn perfume in quite some time, but I don't believe that, that it will stain. Okay. Um, but maybe that's something you want to try out first. Yeah, that's very that's very interesting now uh, let's go back to the teenagers because really that's the population you see your kids are, are younger than that but how can we help our teenagers so that because they're bombarded you know you walk into Ulta or Target you know they go right to the cosmetic lines right Absolutely. And, and really, where does this fall on, on their priority level at this point? But sure. we can help and inform them and collectively raise the level of awareness when it comes to ingredients to avoid. I think every teacher should have the Healthy Living app on their phone. This is an app that's put out by the Environmental Working Group. It's free. And it allows you to scan or search products that you are currently using, and it will break down the levels of toxicity and, again, inform your decision, <clears throat> excuse me, moving forward with whether or not you are going to continue using that product. So if you scan your body spray from Victoria's Secret, possibly, and it's you know scoring a 9 out of 10 for toxicity, Maybe that's a product that we kind of put aside for a little bit, but I think, you know, everyone kind of has their own threshold with, you know, the number one to yeah. ten, but that's certainly one small step, and I think teenagers just really need to need to understand the, the truth about what's in these ingredients and the harmful impact that these ingredients can have. Does, does uh, Greg, right, her name is Greg? Yep. Yeah, does she go, is she trying to educate the, the teenagers? Because, let's face it, they're probably buying a heck of a lot more product, I know, than I buy. I'm lucky, you know, I'm not a primper. So, you know, these, they're, they're girls, they're kids. You know, even the guys are wearing the axe and, you know, face washes and all of this stuff. So, you know, is she trying to become active in the high schools, really, in the schools, to, to raise awareness of these kids? I don't know if she has done any 
any um, talks at high schools. But I know, you know, with everything that she's doing with Duty Counter, everything that she's doing to influence uh, legislation and with her 30,000 consultants, um, you know, she considers us to be, you know, her micro-influencers. Absolutely. Uh, many of which, you know, these women or men have children and, and we are collectively spreading the word on her behalf, on Duty Counter's behalf. So, you know, I know she just did a talk at Stanford, but I believe it was more of a, a, a business-oriented um, talk that she did. Cool. In terms of, of high school, I think, you know, for the most part, she's working very closely with the environmental group. Um, you know, the, the beauty counter consultants are certainly doing their part to mm-hmm. spread the good word. Absolutely. But I'd imagine at some point she will appear at, at a school to, to talk. I, I, you know, it's, let's face it, you can only do so much, right? She's one woman and one company, but I bet as the work, you know, it's the pebble in the pond. I use that analogy so many times, but here again, it's a relevant image. You know, she's the pebble in the pond and as she's making the ripples, right, creating those waves, you wait and see how it'll, it'll take on a, um, a life of its own and it'll be, because the thing is, the, these kids are really vulnerable because the amount of products that they're using. So, right. and if parents aren't aware, right? They, I have I have boys, right? They they're I'm lucky they shower, but I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. That was really so. My kids would kill me if they just like mom. Really, you had to say that. Uh, but yes, yes, all the parents out there, my kids think I'm crazy too. And you know, the, but girls, I have nieces, and I see them with the makeup. I get it. You know, I get it. You're you're that's that's the stage in their life that they are. We have three minutes left. My last question, I think is so important because, yes, something has to change, and I think Greg is addressing that on the legislative end. We have to continue to raise awareness, and that's why you and I are having this second show. Anybody that's listening, what advice do you give them if, number one, I know I was overwhelmed after our last show, I have to be honest, because I thought, oh my God, you know, you start looking at everything, making yourself crazy, but what can they do now? What would be your immediate recommendation? Absolutely. I think it's very easy to get overwhelmed by all this. I was incredulous at first, um, and, and understandably, it's frustrating that you can't trust the ingredients and in the products that you're using on your children and on yourself. Um, the first thing that I would suggest um, to people is to, you know, as I just mentioned, download the Environmental Working Group's Healthy Living app, um, actively scan your products, scan your detergents, scan your cleaning products, your dryer sheets, inform yourself. Um, come to an honest understanding of what's in your personal care products, um, and now more than ever, we need to be our own best advocates for ourselves and for our families. Find brands that you trust that are possibly EWG certified. That's um, the environmental group. Environmental working group is now certifying products. They are certifying them to be safe, and I think that's a stamp of approval that that you can absolutely trust. So look for products that are EWG certified. Um, I represent Beauty Counter and can honestly and sincerely speak to their safety and performance, but there are certainly other brands out there that are doing the right thing that are safe. So find one or two brands that you trust. Um, It's about progress, not perfection. And small changes can yield substantive results. And these changes all start with awareness and truthful information. And that's, that's really, I think, the best start is really inform yourself and then take steps moving forward that you're comfortable with for yourself and for your family. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's good advice. So the Healthy Living app to me is a no-brainer, and I'm glad to see that there is an information resource, the EWG, so people can look for that certification. Because, you know, we buy organic, organic milk. I buy the organic um, almond milk. We buy organic spinach and, you know, all of the, the produce and meats. We buy organic and they go through, the farmers and all of these food places go through a regimen in order to get certified. So I'm glad to see that the EWG, that there is a resource out there that, you know, shoppers can actually look for to say, is this a good choice? And I just want to comment, you were very, very sweet. Um, my son came home from school with this bag. I'm like, what's this? He goes, Miss Farrell gave this to me. And they're like, she gave this to you. And I opened it at the book. Wonderful. Thank you. Valuable information. And you also gave me a whole bunch of uh, samples to try. And I do want to report to you that I've been constantly, because the eye cream was quite a large sample. Thank you for that. And um, I've been using it. 55 so my you know I do have to wear moisturizer because my skin obviously would dry out and the moisturizer around my eyes is wonderful and then you also gave me a wash and I was sharing with you I love using it on my face because it number one feels gentle and and again I don't have dryness from it but it smells so good it's um very natural smelling but it also has like a little citrus scent to it so I after I wash I go oh I smell good <laughs> <laughs> I feel fresh. I, I think I smell fresh. So, uh, again, they're, they're the products that I could talk to because I've been using them now for uh, a few weeks. And I definitely, uh, I haven't seen any detriment to my skin. If anything, I feel like my eyes are a little bit more supple. And, again, the wash is very gentle. I had no reaction, and, and I feel fresh. So I think that's important as well. So I do believe in your product as well again from the the couple of things i've tried so i told you right you're you and i are going to be very good friends and i'm going to be yeah. uh, purchasing the products and you know especially for the kids um as well for their skin care etc you know because they do have acne as, as teenagers um we're out of time karen but thank you so much and i you know again guys the the show is about change and i think that when we inform ourselves about critically important information especially in regards to our health holy moly you know i, I felt very compelled to have a sh another show about it um and i asked karen to drill down a little bit into the conversation about toxins so that we're all educated and we can make changes that are thoughtful but also that are wise uh, again for our health so thank you so much for just very concise abundant information but in a concise fashion so i really do appreciate that karen thank you so much Thank you, Connie, for having me. I really appreciate it very much. And, and my pleasure. And I'm going to give your uh, email address. So if anybody has any further questions, you have books that they can read as well. There's resources out there if they're interested. And, of course, if they'd like to try out the Beauty Counter product, reach Karen at Karen C. Farrow, P-H-A-R-O, at gmail.com, and Karen's with a K. I will put her email address on the Web Talk Radio Architect of Change website so you guys can just click and go. It'll take you right to Karen's email. Of course, you can always email me as well with any information that you're looking for for yourself, your corporation, and of course, if you want me to speak uh, about a different topic that you're interested in that might be relevant to others that are, are listening as well, email me directly at Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. Again, I read those emails, so I will respond to you personally. Um, Karen, again, thank you so much for just the vital information and, and the abundant amount of it uh, in such a concise manner in the half hour. So thank you so much for that. 
Very welcome. Thank you. Thank you all for uh, joining me. I hope you're going to join me weekly as we question, like we did today, build and discover, like we did today, um, how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize that it's possible and easier than we think. And Karen, you know, today's example is those little changes to eliminate one little toxin at a time can be huge improvements to our health uh, long term, not even short term. And that whole umbilical cord blood thing, I'm still reeling from that, Karen. That just disgusted me. I, I no. just, it's disgusting, you know. It's um, alarming. Again, it really is. It's alarming. Yes, great word. So, yeah, thank you for that. Um, you, thank you, everybody, for listening and, and staying tuned. And uh, you've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Uh, thank you so much. Have a wonderful, inspired week. And um, download that app. Uh, it's a Healthy Living app. So download that and again, educate, educate, educate. Be well, everyone. And thank you again, Karen. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me, but I can't.